0: This is definitely a podcast about the Super Bowl, right? Like so many American Dota fans exist. That so many football fans have to exist that we can talk about that we can talk about the Super Bowl and everyone will be like, Oh my god, sports, I love those. That's 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 the show this week, right? Like Los Angeles, uh, best city in the world, and 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 Snoop Dogg High at halftime. What more entertainment value could you possibly pack into a broadcast? Right? 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 Okay, right? but did you watch the I, I feel like Super Bowl, we
1: establish a bare minimum of competency in the topics that we're talking about. Not not a ton of competency, but I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Fuck.
0: <laughs> okay. I didn't did watch? You? No. Okay. Funny story though. <laughs> Um, I I was out. Part of the reason the podcast is 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 out late. One, sorry, two. Uh, I was in Seattle this weekend, hanging out with hanging out with some people. Mostly, I had some friends who were having birthdays and stuff. So I, I went to go take a small little uh, anxiety vacation. Uh, we did karaoke, and I learned that Paramore is not my vocal range. You'd think I would have known that because Haley Williams is very famous and very good, and I. Um, can't keep tone. That's not important. Um, we... (laughs) we, I I was out all day on Sunday, like, doing some bike rides, uh, so I didn't really watch the Super Bowl, but when I got back, uh, I I watched, I watched, like, the, the last half of the fourth quarter, uh, so, like, the eighth. I watched an eighth of the game, and I was like, woo, yay, Los Angeles! Um, but I saw so much interaction on Twitter... About how people in our cohort, I think they call them millennials, uh, were really big fans of the halftime show. So I was like, hey, why don't we just watch the halftime show? So my friends are like, absolutely, that's great, because the NFL, it was like on the NFL YouTube channel before the game was even over. So we sit down, uh, someone loads up the Roku app, they toss the halftime show on, and I'm like, oh... Shakira I didn't I didn't know Shakira Was in this year's Halftime show And then we're Watching it And we're watching it And like Oh shit J-Lo's there And like Jay belvin Like ah, oh. Like this is Like when is When's Snoop Dogg And Dr. Dre Gonna come out and um, my friends like no 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 don't I they they must have had extra people on there it must be really long like I clicked I clicked the 2022 Super Bowl um, halftime How show did
1: none of you know about <laughs> the details of the Super Bowl show
0: I I knew who was there I knew that I knew that it was like Dr Dre and a know enough I, clearly <laughs> not because, because because
1: there's also Kendrick there there's also 50 Cent there there's also Eminem there yeah there's Mary J Blige there uh
0: huh uh huh uh huh And I was like, okay, so they're coming out, right? But it's been fifteen minutes into this halftime show and then I'm like, Can we check the time on this? Like I there's like where's everybody else? And we pause it and it's like ninety five percent of the way done. And I'm like, Alex, I'm pretty sure this is the wrong halftime show. read the youtube title and it says 2020 and i'm like oh shit that makes so much sense because i didn't watch that halftime show and also i knew j-lo wasn't there this year and also the whole video was at night and it was daytime in los angeles um so there there are a lot
1: of pieces of that that you missed huh
0: Dude, it is in... How many people were watching this? <laughs>
1: three.
0: <laughs> three people. Three people were watching None it. of you picked up on And this. no one was like, hey, I think this is an old halftime show. Okay, a couple things. J-Lo, oh, man, killed it in 2020. Also, <laughs> we <laughs> went back. <laughs> so we've watched the whole 2020 one before we watched the 2022 one. And, um, yeah, I think J-Lo was really good. Wrong year. Okay. Did, did you know that because you went back and watched the halftime watched show? I watched this year's. No.
1: Oh. I, I, have, I, would not have, I, I would not have watched that even if I had an ability to watch the halftime show. <laughs> I don't have like, cable or anything like that. But the uh, no, there's no way I would watch J-Lo and Shakira. No. But I did watch this year's because I like all of the artists that were there. So I was pretty good. Plus cent? I saw, I even did 50 see cent? on every... Even 50 Cent, yes. Okay, okay. As, as an artist, yes. I mean, as a human being, he's a real big piece of shit. But uh, he, he definitely has some songs that I like. But uh, everybody else I like a lot more than 50 Cent, let's put it that way. <laughs> and, uh, and I also saw on Twitter, everybody said it was really good. So I figured I'd watch it. And it was. It was very good. I, I very much enjoyed it. It was like one of the first halftime shows that I was actually interested in watching. Uh I don't think there's any other way. Any other one that I was like, Oh, I need to be able to watch that. It was like what uh were you Cold also Coldplay did one? Oh, Coldplay's really that. bad. I
0: I can talk to you about Super Bowl halftime shows. It's it's not good for the podcast. Cold really bad. Um Princes, really good. Short Weekend, pressure. kind of okay. Uh Katy Perry, top tier. The Left Shark meme still lives on. You can't deny that. Uh, I wish that the Super Bowl Halftime show had more Kendrick and less most other people.
1: I can kind of... uh, eh, No. No, I'm fine with that.
0: I'm fine with that? I get that it was like about Dre. Dre,
1: Snoop Dogg, Eminem. All those artists I'm I'm great with. Like, I I love Kendrick as, as much as the next guy, but...
0: I I, uh, I think it's really interesting with someone like Snoop Dogg who is like high all the time. Uh, if he gets less high before something as monumental as having to perform the Super Bowl halftime show, like you think he would like be like 10% more sober, but then today pictures came out of him, him smoking a blunt before the halftime show and I'm like, nah, I was wrong about that. He was just baked and it's great.
1: I mean, if anything, like isn't he more likely to get baked in that scenario if you did have any nerves this late into your career, they're they're certainly gone if you uh if you're a frequent smoker and you uh you know, just just want to vibe. Man. You know I, I appreciated that Snoop Dogg did that.
0: <laughs> I, I think it made for a good show regardless. Um if you want to talk about nerves if you want to talk about nerves uh-huh. I can talk to you about people who didn't have nerves. Do you know who didn't have nerves? Okay. Oh. Gaming Gladiators, who might be my least favorite, not team, I don't want to sound biased, I don't want to talk about, you know, my least favorite named organization in a long time. Like, I am so happy for Team Tickles, but do you know how much fun it is to say Team Tickles. Do you know how you know how milk toast vanilla bullshit boring it is to say gaming gladiators? Like, come okay, on, so that already... that is a branding <laughs> d step.
1: Aren't they an NFT organization or something like that too?
0: Something like I'm pretty sure they're a crypto <laughs> just organization. Just you know, d- don't fact check me on that because like I don't I don't actually know a hundred percent, but I heard they're a crypto org, which is like uh... what whatever. But like. Gladiators? I, it, it, I opened
1: their site and immediately I see earn passive rewards while gaming. That's definitely something. That's something crypto-oriented for sure.
0: Gladiators? Gaming gladiators. Like, oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: you put a G at the end there. Gaming gladiators. Gaming gl- Oh, they're yeah. gaming. They, 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 leave yeah. the G off because they're cool like that. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's a, it's it's not a great name. Uh then again, Team Tickles was kind of weird at the same time, especially their branding with the laughing. So uh, if they can replace the voice lines uh due to this, I honestly that's a that's a win for me.
0: Oh that's man. the win for me.
1: But yeah, they own they owned Western Europe as a liquid fan. So I already talked to Blitz about uh Liquid getting second in the Western European regional finals
0: yeah what insight did he have Uh, is that like a different podcast you're gonna share that with me like because i want to you didn't even talk to me on the show about like like what's the what's the insight because i haven't called will up and been like hey dude what the fuck happened but like you know i thought about it
1: uh i I, he said they're they're a little underprepared um so i i I think they didn't take as many steps as they should have and as a result well you know got second maybe if they had uh Taking those extra steps, maybe they would have been able to take first. Maybe not. Um, but either way, it didn't seem like he was super disappointed. Um,
0: Losing I'm is curious important.
1: What, uh, well, I'm curious what, you, like, as a Liquid fan and somebody who is vested in their success, like, how do you view that? Because what they got out of it, for Western Europe, uh, for getting second, you get $25,000, which is whatever uh and the important part is the 130 dpc points first is 250 so they miss down on 120 dpc points does that does that make you feel one way or another at all
0: uh, it could talk to me again in like six months, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like it, it, I, I think the DPC points are more important than like the 25 grand. I think because if you think about 25 grand five ways, five grand a person, that's not talking about anybody else, like, you know, coaches or staff, right? So, like, I, I don't mm-hmm. think the money. Per, on a per person level at, at the lovelies guys are playing at are that substantial. I think the money for, for gladiators is awesome. Like, like I, I think $25,000 matters. The extra 25 K matters a ton to them and I'm happy for them. I'm very happy to see, uh, another team have success. Right. Um, I, I think that my, my thoughts are twofold as a fan, as someone who follows Western Europe, Dota, uh, both, you know, for work and as a fan, it is, always going to be weird to see a, a tournament win that isn't you know a secret enigma liquid alliance something like that one of those names and i know because i I can hear people thinking right now what about the stuff tundra won at the end of last year like yeah i agree i think that that felt like a bit of an outlier right uh because we're we're so used to so many years of just this dominance of of the top just just the names the top brands right so Mm. First and foremost, they're not in the event, really. <laughs> you know, it's thundering gladiators. And second, gladiators winning is like—I'm sure that there's a lot of people who are still going. Wait, who are these motherfuckers? Um, so that's that's interesting. If you talk about it from a from a different fan perspective from from Joey watching the games perspective, I don't know. And and I I don't follow Dota as closely as I used to. I used to be like pretty decent at like understanding drafts and that's faded away a little bit. I don't understand uh what Liquid was scared of or not scared of that allowed the the Wisp Storm Spirit opening three times. Yeah. Because yeah. they won every time with it, and they and it wasn't there. Like, it, was it not banned because there was something that had to be banned that we would never know about because of whatever reason? Did they just think that like ah eh, we'll just beat it, it's fine? And then, but like that that the math on that uh, from the sidelines with zero inside knowledge seems a little iffy to me.
1: The, the IO Storm Spirit is is uh, very strong, and they did let it. Let uh, Gaming Gladiators have it back to back. That closes out this series, Game Three and Four. So that was a little curious. That is a, a really strong combination. Obviously, they seemed to think that they had answers to it, but um, they some sort of misread. Um, draft misreads happen. Um, they usually just when it comes to like double elimination, um, long term uh, tournaments. Usually, uh-huh. those things sort of things are. Um, figured out, I think, by the time you get to the last day, but uh, this one definitely seemed like they did not have the right ideas to be able to beat it because they tried two different drafts to be able to beat I.O. Storm Spirit, and neither one seemed to work, so...
0: yeah, yeah And That if was, you count a, that was OG- a little bit weird. And and if you want to extrapolate further, you can count, uh, you know, the Gaming Gladiators played a third time that same day versus OG. Um, and OG tried an even different strategy against it, uh, so... Uh, th- th- there was a lot of attempts that were made to-, to deal with it, but but sitting there watching, I was like, mm, oh god, I hope this works out. I think it might. Oh no, it's not going to. Uh, ga- game 5 was-, was hard to watch, but Game, game 4 felt plausible.
1: <laughs> yeah, the uh... Western Europe at this point in time is going to be so, so, so scary. to to play in, since I think both Gaming Gladiators uh, and OG, like, one of those teams you're probably expecting to be near the bottom of the pack, right? Mm -hmm. And the fact that they both made it into the playoffs, and then Gaming Gladiators actually takes it over Team Liquid, OG gets a a spot ahead of Tundra, as well, um, who I still think Tundra is is a very good team. Um, Like, that is going to be super scary. It's going to be a big test though, because we do have... As soon as these playoffs are, are done, we have the next round of regional playoffs that are going to be happening. As soon as that's done, we're going to have the patch. And I think that will be a very big test for OG and Gladiators in particular to see if they can remain relevant, remain in the top four of Western Europe. Um, because it's traditionally like the more experienced teams um, will, will usually pick up Uh, newer patches faster, right? Because they've seen the cycle of Dota. They've seen how everything affects everything. And they're going to be able to to see ahead in that regard. So I think uh, that'll be a big test for them. But if they can stay on top and say like secret, finally manages to to hit their form, either that or Enigma ends up coming back and looking strong again, um, then you're going to have a very stacked Western European region. Uh, not to mention the teams that are coming up from lowers, which are probably not going to be total slouches. At least one of those is probably going to be strong. So.
0: Yeah, that's, um, oh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. It's. Uh, I know braims won. And then and then yeah, Chris chrysal- like Crystal's teams is the other one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the creep wave or the, I think they actually got a sponsor, but
0: uh, uh yeah, entity yeah. now. Okay. Um I think it's interesting if you talk about the D P C points of it all, um, that so so Liquid got first place in the D P C circuit, uh Gladiators got second place, and they flipped placements for the regional finals, and uh they both came out with four hundred and thirty points. Mm. okay
1: I actually didn't realize that they made that even in that regard yeah so
0: So, yeah that means
1: mm. they're tied up and I guess that means that boom is the highest rated team out of everybody they have the most dbc points right now that is
0: correct but not by much because boom got deducted points for playing with a stand in in yeah something uh definitely in in their regional final so so boom has 450 points gladiators and liquid have uh 430 points um, oh. And then uh, the only teams that could potentially have more points uh, so far are uh, are will be from the next set, which are your three winners from last time, which is uh, PSG, LGD, Quincy Crew, and Team Spirit. So if they perform yeah. well, they can they can take those top spots. But um, it, it seems like there there's a little bit of a fold starting to be created, but just just a small one. Just yeah. just 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 a, just a small one.
1: For, uh, so I actually watched through the replays of Southeast Asia. Um, I watched some of the Western European replays as well, but I could catch some of it live. So I didn't try super hard to to go back through. But Southeast Asia, I made an effort to go through the replays. And um, Boom and uh, T1 definitely looked like they were a step ahead. Boom Boom! Uh, had a stand-in, but it's actually a replacement. They're, um, they look to be replacing Tino basically because of uh, I think a combination of Talon falling apart and 23 Savage, like basically it all kind of like links together I think with Talon, Um, Talon falls apart. Gabby's a free agent. T1 seems to feel like they need to make some sort of change. They kick 23 Savage, pick up Gabby. Um, In return there, there are some like other players potentially available. Boom uh, decides that they're gonna bench Tino and they pick up uh, Jackie, who um, is, I think, definitely an upgrade, at least on paper. T1, you know, like that that one, I think Gabby and 23 Savage are a little bit closer in skills. So that one's a little bit more of a toss up for me. But um, either way, it seemed like both Boom and T1 were a step ahead of everybody else. Um, and then Fnatic and surprisingly SMG I thought SMG was n- going to get fourth but um, Fnatic continues to kind of struggle um, they managed to take a game off of T1 but then they got 2-0 by SMG so not really sure I thought Fnatic would would show up to this playoffs but it turns out they they didn't I they're a strong team so I'm still expecting them to eventually look good I think- and then for South America I think I only watch the oh. finals to be honest <laughs>
0: I, uh, I think that Jackie is a giant winner, not just because, you know, he is suddenly on boom, but also he was on mode of trust who got relegated. So mm-hmm. he, he, he somehow found himself like going from what could have been a disastrous year to uh, being recognized and picked up by, by the team that has the most DPC points. So, you know, kudos to Jackie. I, I, how long is his player career? He it hasn't been playing on serious teams for like more than a couple years, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's he's only been around for a, a few years at most, I think. The um, definitely a big win for him. I'm still not like totally set on him as being one of the uh, one of the best carries uh-huh. um, in Southeast Asia. Um, I think 23 Savage and Gabby I would both put ahead of him. Which so I was a little bit surprised when there were the roster shuffles was kind of going around. I figured 23 Savage would end up on Boom, um, but seems seems not to be the case. They pick up Jackie instead. I, don't, I have no idea what the decision-making behind that, all that is. Uh, there's a big question of where Anna's going to end up as well right now. Is he seems to be... Because I keep on seeing these like, league screenshots and stuff. It seems like, uh, to me anyway, that he's trying out for various rosters. Uh, and I have to imagine some of his skill and caliber probably has his choice of where he wants to go. So, And he, he may just end up not anywhere if he doesn't feel like it's the right fit right I think it's he's someone who he he's looking at winning another ti you know so if he doesn't really believe in the roster there's no point in joining somebody
0: yeah he, he can he can bounce around um I forget that boom you know a lot of people watching dota might not realize it but they're like you know they have a real league of Legends roster in the region they have a valorant team that's competitive mm. um i believe they also have a PUBG team um that may have played at at Worlds. so like uh so, sometimes for me I, I look at their organization name and go like oh like you know are, are they like one of the up and coming like you know yeah. southeast asian regions like you know there's, there's t1 and there's Fnatic, but but uh I, I think that we're gonna you know boom stock in general just rising uh not just in dota but beyond dota which which is cool to see another another player kind of play heavy in the scene um you said you only watched the finals of uh of south america and i'll be honest with you that's a little bit more than i watched at all so um <clears throat> <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> Whoa, well how could i i i had a busy weekend i was out and about i only got to mm-hmm, watch you know the mm-hmm. boys play and again that western europe schedule like those 5 a.m games pff, really sucks really someone someone go deal with that for me um mm <laughs> Beast Coast dropped one game on on way to to winning uh, South America, and I think that some of the narrative around Beast Coast since they you know didn't have the best uh, majors last year, since they kind of uh, seemingly faltered very heavily at TI, and then also didn't win their DPC season, even though they've can maintain the same roster. It's been like, hey, what's up with them? Like it's kind of confusing. Like are they for real? Are they not for real? Can they do what they used to do? Um, and it seems like this tournament is a little bit of them saying oh yeah hey we're still here don't forget about us because i think people have been forgetting about them yeah
1: i don't know what happened with their ti performance because um they ended up in that best of one against alliance and they seem like uh i don't know man they seem like they just didn't really care I, i don't know what was going on with them but they uh i almost expected a roster change after the way things went there but they um yeah, they, they're still good. They got third in DPC. Um, so obviously below what was expected. But going into this playoffs, I was like, you know, Beast Coast is a team that turns up, right? They turn up at LANs. They turn up at TI. They turn up, um, you know, at playoffs. Like, I think they, they are still... For me, anyway, the number one or number two South American team, and so I my my bet was them making grand finals and and maybe first. Uh, okay. My favorite was either them or Thunder Predator or Thunder Awaken, depending on how their sponsorship <laughs> with uh, who, whoever that is who who who's the Predator laptop line. Anyway, whoever that is, that seems that seems to come and go all the time, but. Uh, yeah, so th- those were my two favorites, uh, mostly because I've said this a number of times. I think because is super good. And uh, they matched up against each other in the upper bracket. And I saw some of this. Um, Beast Coast did manage to take that 2 1. And I was like, okay, Thunder's going to come right back. And then Infamous in the lower bracket managed a 2 0 Thunder Awakened. So a little disappointed by that. Um and made for a really disappointing finals because then Infamous goes into the grand finals. had got, They had already been 2-0'd by Beast Coast before, and then they got 3-0'd. And <laughs> I think, I actually did not watch Game 3 because after watching Game 2 and Game 1, Game 1 was Beast Coast's solid win. Game 2 should have been a win for Infamous, but then I think they threw it and Beast Coast, they, they managed to push the game. like It was like a 60-minute game or something. And Beast Coast finally wins. And I was like, yep, that's it. I, I said halfway through the game, I said, if Infamous does not win this game, I'm not going to watch the third game because it's going to be a 3-0. Because it was one of those kind of leads where I think you tilt. You're you you going to look back at that game. You're going to look at a 2-0 score line and be like, we should be one run right now. I, I think it takes a lot of mental fortitude, a really good uh, team and atmosphere for you to be able to reset off of what was what should have been a Game 2 win for Infamous that turned into a very long, drawn-out Game 2 loss.
0: Well, I pulled up so. the Dota buff, and uh, it says, Infamous Advantage, 46 minutes, 20,000 net worth. And I mean, not looking at anything else, that seems... That seems like a tilter because they lost less than 20 minutes later. Um, it looks like they didn't yes. have anything to and, deal and with they should Phantom have won Lancer. Sooner. Yeah, it looks like they didn't yes. have anything to do with Phantom Lancer. They should Lancer.
1: have actually won the game even sooner. They should have won around, like, basically, they threw the game somewhere in, like, I think it was a Roshan pit or something like that, 25, 30 minutes. I think they tried to force a a, a, a bad Roshan or something like that, and they just threw the game. And, and it ends up going late against a Phantom Lancer. It's just no good. So, I mean, they, they managed to like still cobble together some good fights back and forth, but I was I was convinced that Beast Coast was going to take it 3-0 once they, they won game two.
0: Do you like the, the snappier pace of some of these Dota games? Uh, the more that I've been, you know, clicking through match results, like the more that I've been seeing game timers that are just very solidly in the 20 minute mark.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think um, a lot of games are over by 30 minutes for sure. I, I, what I ultimately, what I like the most about the current pace is that if it gets to 60 minutes, if it gets to 60 minutes, you pretty much never see it go to 70 minutes. Like the game will close out, and I think tier five items are a nice touch. And I know a lot of people, like a lot of people, like to talk about like, oh, they're so op, and there's like they're too big of an impact. But that's kind of the point. If the game goes an hour long, um, that means something went wrong one way or the other, right? Like one team probably should have won. Uh, but you know they slipped up and and didn't manage to finish out the game. Like one team probably had enough of an advantage they could have closed out the game, but they made a mistake and now the game is going to go super long. And so I, I think I, you know when it goes when it finally does reach 60 minutes, I, I think it's a nice touch of just throwing in some real big chaos that is going to make sure that the game does end because you get such powerful tools combined with the fact that people are getting agonim scepters and shards that they can eat and you can eat a moon shard and roshan's dropping a billion items Mm -hmm. like something is gonna go through you know
0: um we talked we talked a little bit last week about this uh so i don't i don't want to rehash too much but this upcoming weekend that leaves us with eastern europe china north america is there one of those that you have your eye on more than than the others like what are you excited about this for this weekend
1: Um, well, I think I'm probably going to do some coverage of North America on my channel. Um, so if people want to watch that, um, just because, like I said, I haven't been casting, um, as much as I would like to. And it seems like at least one of the seasons I'm, I potentially will not be working. Um, and it's also looking like I may not get any casting. Like, (laughs) I. i don't know at all it's looking like but based off of like my my uh, early discussions with various people so uh i gotta get some casting in because is just no bueno so uh i think i'm i'm actually gonna cover the na playoffs um and i think i'll see if svg wants to join me for that uh or whoever else is around i'm sure like jack kbbq will will jump in for some non-quincy crew games but uh Uh, Other than that, I will definitely go through the the Chinese replays at some point, for sure, just because um, I'm really interested to see what happens in China. Eastern Europe is, I feel like eventually Eastern Europe is going to get really interesting through the rest of the season. I'm not just sure if the playoffs right now. Right now, I think it's, like, kind of similar to Southeast Asia, where I think there's two teams that are a step above everybody else. Or in this case, I guess Eastern Europe, it's Team Spirit, who's, like, two steps of everybody else, Puck Champ, who's one step ahead of everybody else, and then VP, Hellraisers, and they all kind of occupy a similar space for me. So maybe by the end of the season, it'll be really super tight and compelling. But right now, it just seems like Team Spirit's going to run over everybody, and Puck Champ has momentum, so...
0: Uh, I'm probably going to also watch the most, um, what do we call it? China. That's what it is. I'm going to watch the most China just because these start times are pretty advantageous for someone who's like wanting, I really like going to bed watching Dota. I feel like it's like soothing. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to, to those games. If I can make my sleep schedule a little bit more degenerate. Uh, I I'm also, I I'll be here on the stream for you and SVG to cast North America. Like surely that'll be, that'll be a good time. And those games are also in theory at normal human times. But they're like always during work hours and there's like meetings and like, ugh.
1: Yeah, yeah. I uh I had a meeting for the first time recently.
0: You had a meeting?
1: The, I had a business meeting. A yeah, I don't have too meeting? many of those lately. Yeah. I had to I had to talk about what's going on with the rest of the D P C and stuff like that. So But uh yeah, it was like seven AM my time. I was just like <laughs> I don't work a 9 to 5 to avoid stuff like this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um I'm I'm interested but I also don't and like we're uh, normally we're doing we're doing this show live uh which is the thing that we almost never do so i get the luxury to 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 to, to poke literally ever uh the luxury like poke around and ask questions and like delete stuff later but that's that's harder to do right now so i don't know how much more i could ask you about uh your work schedule
1: no uh pretty much all i can say is that i may not be working one season that That is the potential situation that I'm sitting at. But other than that, I can't really say a whole lot else. But Does that mean? Yeah. So I'm trying to fix that because <laughs> I, I can't afford, like I don't want to take a season off. It's just not good.
0: Yeah, for a bunch of reasons. But if you do, I feel, I feel like that, I'm also like, good
1: enough that I shouldn't have to. So,
0: <laughs> well, I'm a biased you know. party to comment on that. Or like, who, who am I to say, yeah, buddy, you're the best? I mean, even if it is like close <laughs> to being accurate, like, I mean, that that makes uh, me sound like yeah, a fuck, yeah. right? Um. So what you're saying is, is that if you have a season off, we can like we like go to Cabo or something, like that's vacation yeah, time, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. Well then maybe the 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 third season is what i'm looking at i'm trying to figure out what to do for the third season oh then, so then it'll be summer. warm it'll be summer
0: mm-hmm. okay yeah. okay well if you know if if that happens which again i'm very uh-huh. don't want to happen that would be the worst thing i could think of next to you know like war or genocide or something if if if, if that horrible scenario happens I'll I'll like look up some flights to Mexico or something. You know, just I'll just I'll, right. I'll just Sounds make some good. suggestions. Um, <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to uh, hit on this week, or, sh- or should we uh, should we toss over to Patreon questions?
1: Uh, well, we just have um, the fact that ESL announced that they're going to be doing the second major.
0: Oh, so in where?
1: Sweden. We're going back to Sweden. We're gonna try again. <laughs> say, this is round. This is round three, actually, because TI ten was originally supposed to be in Sweden, and then the new dates of TI ten in Sweden, and then Sweden said no, no TI here. So we ended up doing Romania. So this is the third attempt to get a Valve event <laughs> in Sweden over the last three years. <laughs>
0: Boy, what, uh, like like, say Stockholm, same arena, like all that stuff, or is it some? Is it somewhere different? In
1: yeah, I read something, somebody said it's like um, a hockey arena, so it's not, I don't think it's a normal arena that we've been to in the past for like dream hacks and stuff, so um, yeah, I, I don't know that much about where it's at, but yes, Stockholm. Do you remember the video at the end of TI? Nine,
0: yeah, like the mayor the was there or some mayor shit. Mayor of like, Stockholm. Welcome to Stockholm, everybody. I love gaming. Look at the big arena. We love Dota. That's how, that's what I remember. There was like beauty shots or some shit. There's like drone yeah. B-roll. ESL
1: should have bought that footage and just replayed it for their for their announcement of the uh, Stockholm Major. But yeah, that's where the second Major is going to be. Hopefully, it will be the uh, first major event with an audience since uh, NDL Chengdu, which was uh, 2019, just before 2020 happened, right? I think yeah.
0: so. Yeah. That's what, are we the last esport to not have a crowded audience?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Or one of the top three. Everybody else has surpassed us in that regard.
0: Well, I don't. So, so, so both of the League of Legends international events didn't but they have had regional ones with it valorant didn't i don't think valorant ever has actually um okay uh i think counter-strike had a land with people uh yeah i mean it's close it's close it's still i i don't think this is like totally a dota problem because there are the people who haven't done this yet is there a reason to still be trepidatious about it even happening? Or do we finally feel like, like this is the one, like what could go wrong at this point? Is it, is it, is it travel issues? Maybe. Is it another different strain of COVID that pops up? I guess we can always be concerned about that. Is it yes. like, like what could go wrong this time?
1: Uh, I mean, I'll just say that I have been in Sweden for all of these DPC seasons and uh, my expectation is that it absolutely will happen because for the last year and a half, they don't seem to have given a fuck otherwise. So, uh, yeah, I think it would take a, a new new, uh, really bad strain to come out and make things really bad. Uh, but I, I will just say every single time I'm there in, in Sweden, you know, they, they don't really seem to, to care. That much that it's going on.
0: So I bet.
1: I assume we're gonna happen. We had the CSGO major happen uh there. I believe the that uh we've got Kanavitse going yeah, on right now. Now it's going like, to now <laughs> yeah, it's group stage is going on now, so we haven't actually seen an audience just yet. Uh and I think they're also CSGO I think might actually be having an event at the same time as T I. Something like that. So or sorry, not T I. Uh the next major. So yeah,
0: that that'll be interesting. Right. Um I I'm I'm mildly worried about visas and traveling more so than I am COVID at this case. I think that there could potentially be a world where some people in some regions are having some issues. Um
1: China and Southeast Asia, I think will uh, anybody from like Singapore, I think, may have a hard time. Um and China is the the obviously the the really rough one because we saw what happened to the teams who got COVID at TI is that they were stuck there forever and they you know, they eventually got back, but it took a really long time. So I'm not sure if that is still a possibility that if they get uh if they potentially get COVID, uh, and what the rules are. Because I know there there were rules where like they couldn't leave the hotel ever, um, because otherwise it would prolong their the stay that they had to have in Romania. Stuff like that, so.
0: Well, yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, excited, but, like, a little worried, but, like, mostly just excited, because it feels like it could be a watershed moment, and also, I, I think that the communication that we saw that didn't happen with the first major is being addressed by, you know, uh, what, 10 weeks out, being like, hey, everybody, this is the plan. <laughs> So I don't yeah, think people are yeah. going to be too too anxious behind the scenes about it. So that 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 sounds good. That sounds good.
1: It probably means that the third major has also already been figured out as well. I I have to imagine that like Valve has probably hit those both of those up already. So yeah, uh, they they probably have already decided their tournament organizer, and we'll just have to wait to see where that's going to be and who it is and stuff like that but i have to imagine those plans have already put into place whereas the first major post ti is always kind of like a mess i feel like uh and it being covid that that short-term notice is not really ideal do you want tournament organizers
0: do you want to make a prediction on on what region the third major's in
1: um I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure, uh I guess I don't know enough internationally of what regions are open enough. Um I don't feel like it's gonna be North America. Uh so that kinda just leaves either Eastern Europe slash Russia, which I kinda doubt given the current political situation going on there. Uh or China and Southeast Asia, knowing Southeast Asia is a little bit easier to get into. So uh, I'm not sure what the the case is in getting in and out of China right now. So,
0: I am really curious where TI is going to be from a, from a personal perspective and trying to plan out the rest of my year and work stuff.
1: You don't think they're going to go back to to, to Sweden? <laughs> yeah, I I almost feel like they're going to do Europe again, just because they'll be like, we kind of owe you guys. A, a, a ti that you can actually attend.
0: Will they do you know. two of the three lands this year in Sweden? Is, is that, is that uh, like yeah, is that like a game is, that is that a game breaker?
1: Mm.
0: They they could. I, mean, I,
1: I feel like that those are two different decision making processes, though. Where Valve does ti and where they're, the tournament organizer they partner with does their majors, I feel like, are, are two separate conversations that I'm not sure if Valve would really consider one over the other, but I could I, be wrong.
0: I guess, yeah. I just I just want to know when and where it's happening because I don't even think we know if it's, like, an August thing or an October thing, right?
1: Uh, I think based off the DPC, we have to assume October, right? Because, um... BPC, dodo 2. The, doesn't the final major end sometime in like late July or something like that? So,
0: so League 3 ends in late July. So you can probably conclude that the third major is beginning of August. Right. And that, and that that's like, you know, 10 days a week. It ends the middle of August. So you can probably realistically do TI in September. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think September October. would be more ideal uh, just because it would give us more time to fit in. I do not like this whole... Uh, I mean, there's a lot of complaints about the DPC setup already from the teams and how they want to have like more games and stuff like that, and I agree with that. Um, and I think it's made even worse by having a Christmas break between the DPC seasons. So... Uh, I, I would like it in September cause that maybe means we can actually get a DPC season in, in November, finish it up early December, have a Christmas break, come back DPC second season, go on. Still, you have the Chinese new year problem. Um, that happens in that situation, but I don't know. It's going to be a problem some way.
0: Yeah, it is. Oh man. I didn't, <sighs> You know, I forgot that we were doing this live and I could have looked at the chat the whole time, but I just chose to ignore all of them. I didn't, I didn't want any of them to ruin my vibe. Did anyone say anything Did it feel
1: different? You know, those of you guys who are listening, they're like, what the fuck? They're doing it live? Yeah, that was a, we just decided randomly. Pretty much because Joey, Joey said he'd be back around five mm-hmm. and I was like, eh, that's right in the middle of my stream. So maybe, maybe we just do the podcast live and uh he was not back around 5 so but you were still streaming <laughs> you were, were... cuz I was just waiting my chat to verify i was just like is joey dead <laughs> He's, he said he'd be around 5 maybe i'll just i'll eat dinner and wait for joey and then i ate dinner and i was like all right i guess i'll play one more game <laughs> and then, then then one more game
0: <laughs> <laughs> one, one more game man um <laughs> if anybody in chat who doesn't support you know, you in chat because they're not a sub because they're like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. They could support you better on Patreon. Mm. So get this. Do you know Mm. that Twitch takes like half of a subscription?
1: Yeah, that's true. Twitch takes like
0: half of a subscription. And if you wanted to just give Cap, maybe me, $5 a month, if you did it on (laughs) Twitch, Patreon. Do you know how much Patreon takes of that? How much? Like less than fifty cents.
1: So think so so think. I of, still have to split it with you though. And yeah. right now some of that money is going to our our editor who I don't even Do we have an editor
0: for the show? We can talk about that later. We've we've been Are you doing all the editing still? <laughs> yes, but but we're making more money that way um it's, oh, okay. it's a conversation <laughs> for later i refreshed the chat actually i don't see anything now uh, but if you support us on patreon uh which we would both thank you for and give a bunch of kisses Mm-hmm. Those those me giving you kisses. Um, you can also ask questions at the end of the show, uh, like this one. The cap is going to read because I think it's an pinned message potentially. If you scroll up, there was two in one block. Do- I can get my phone out. I can read. Uh. I can redo it. You just gotta scroll up a little oh, bit. That's fine. I'll uh, find it. Okay, he's gonna find it. It's okay. It's because right. I
1: popped it out.
0: Mm-hmm. All right,
1: uh, I found it. I found it. Uh, Sean Chivers, 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 C H I V E R S. How do you think you say that?
0: I'm just like a fuck dog. I don't know how to read. Shiver
1: me Timbers. Sean Shiver me Timbers says, Hey chaps, I love watching Dota, but I haven't been able to hit the find match button for a week because of, for lack of a better term, queue anxiety. I was wondering if either of you have ever suffered from it and if you've found ways to overcome it. Big fan of the show. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Sean. Uh, Thank so. You, Sean. I have have been asked this question a lot, Joey. So I want to hear your take. Have, do you, have you ever experienced Q anxiety? I feel like no because of your play style.
0: Do you want to expand on that for another second? What the fuck is my play style? what I, I just can't imagine you
1: being like oh like uh, i might lose mmr when you're gonna go farm ancient stacks with necrophos you know like i i feel like your mind is at ease when you do that
0: strategy it's punching down that's a it's punching down <laughs> um i used to get really bad q anxiety when i played starcraft
1: oh okay
0: uh, I used to get really bad Q anxiety when I'd play Starcraft to the point where when I would get close to a rank or get a new rank, I would be like, fuck man, like I'm like one loss away from being on the edge of a different badge. What am I going to do? These ladder points are so important. Uh, and that was, that was, that was really hard. Um, and I think that I actually listened to to enough people tell me to just get out of my own head people like you know at day nine some other some of the starcraft people uh that i was just like oh yeah i think i might just be being silly and i kind of willed myself out of it uh under the guise of like oh come on joey like you you're either gonna play the game or you're not gonna play the game. And if you're letting this be a barrier from you enjoying the game, then you should probably reevaluate big picture if you want to play the game in the first place. Because if 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 the stress of MMR, ladder points, elo, what have you, is such a detriment that you can no longer enjoy the thing that you that you like a lot, then maybe you should just like reevaluate. And and I did that and i decided that i liked playing the game a lot more than i should in theory be caring about mmr and when i was climbing uh dota ladder back in oh my god it's like over 5 years now holy shit when i when i, when I was climbing dota in like 2016 uh like 2015 2016 probably the most seriously um i i started with that because i would I would get anxious about um, losing MMR, which is like the thing Mm. that everybody gets, you know, anxious about. And I decided that um, if I had the self control to stop myself after two losses, then I can never lose more than 50 a day. And really it helped that I had other stuff to do. I had friends, I was in school, like I wasn't just beholden to playing Dota. But I feel like if I if when I set a limit on myself that I can walk away from, then I was less worried about it because I would never be spiraling. Mm. Um
1: It's think that's a good rule. That's a mm-hmm. pretty good rule what was the highest rank that you had in Starcraft and what was the highest rank you had in Dota? Uh,
0: I was, I was a diamond Protoss player in Starcraft and I was like a 5k I'm lying. It was like 49. I was like a 5k Dota player uh, in, (laughs) in 2016, Uh, which like, I don't know what that inflates to now, but like in my head, I still think that's pretty decent. It's yeah, definitely. Yeah, like... You would
1: still be. You would still be top one percent of the player pool, if not much higher than that. For five k at that point period of time, I think that was the same period of time that I was probably sick, six six point five k. Um, yeah. when I got to like seven k in twenty sixteen or something like that, um, I was like top one hundred na. I think I was like ranked. 80 or 70 or something Mm -hmm. um and then when i reached 8k last two or three years uh or last year i guess the um that was top 300 i think europe so there there's some like context for you so you're definitely in the top one percent what how how much was uh diamond because you weren't grandmasters, but I assume diamond. There was, there, there, was that? there
0: was masters in between at some point in time. I, oh, okay. I, I I was diamond before there was masters, or before there was grandmasters. Okay. One of them. So like I, but like I grinded. Um, I, I feel like I I played a lot of Dota before I played ranked Dota, but I grinded Starcraft from like bronze one. Um, and and like a lot of my uh, my free time was spent grinding StarCraft. I think that made me a lot better of a Dota player, also in general. I think that 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 a lot of that kind of matriculates to each other. Um, but yeah, so, sometimes. Did you say you were
1: still top one percent? I don't think so. No,
0: okay. I, I I don't think so. I, I think that they were much better StarCraft players, and I, I I think that proportionally I was a higher ranked Dota player in North America than StarCraft when StarCraft was like yeah. peaking. Um. How, what would you do? You you said you've answered this question a lot, so I, I assume that you have like a like you know advice in your head that you've just just blasted into streams oodles of times.
1: No, I just braid people for having cue anxiety in the first place. I think if I've th- never I've never had cue anxiety. Like maybe I've come close to that when I'm like just the thing is is, is it could really only possibly happen uh, when I went five k to six k. Uh, which I I think that was pretty quick. So I I don't think I had any anxiety there. 6K to 7K, uh, which I remember like, yeah, I was like, I really wanted to get it. Um, And I I do remember, I think like the final game to get 7K, forever carried carried our team pretty heavily. So I played one more game just to like, you know, make sure that I could still do it. And I did, I won that game. Uh, And then 7k to 8k, which honestly, I like I climbed so quickly that it was just kind of whatever. But I think the the biggest thing to to think about is that like, honestly, chances are like you you were diamond and you were 5k, right? And you were, no offense, you were still dog shit compared to like the actual pro and semi pro players, right?
0: Horrible, horrible.
1: Yeah, so it's not like you're you're making any money off of it anytime soon. It's good to have goals and accomplishments and that sort of thing. Um, but I made money playing like,
0: collegiate Dota. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> all right, all right, yeah, sure. You Beat up on some college kids, good work. The, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I think the the thing is is like in the grand context of things, you, like even if you get that last hundred or five hundred even MMR, you are still an ant. Compared to the giants out there, um, so it's not like you're going to be making money off of it anytime soon or anything like that. Um, and ultimately, like if you end up losing games, what's what is ultimately going to happen with that? You, if you drop MMR, what is going to happen? Your games are going to become easier, right? If you are truly are like the 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 MMR that you should be. If you really believe you're a 7K, 8K, 4K player, right? If you go jump down to 3K, the games will be very easy and you're gonna own and you're gonna be really good and, and you're gonna look really good and it's gonna be a lot of fun destroying people. So just keep that in mind. That's, uh, that's always been my advice It's like, ultimately like whenever I lose a bunch of MMR, I'm always just like, whatever, games are gonna be super easy now. And they kind of are, to be honest. Like, yeah, sure, it's frustrating playing with, like, people who are, like, much worse than maybe I want them to be, but it also gives me a lot more power in the game. I'm able to exert my skill in the game a lot more when I'm playing a 7K average game versus a 9K average game. A 9K average game, yeah, I, it hurts my ego because I'm so much worse than everybody else, you know, <laughs> that I'm just, like, I'm just trying not to feed, guys. I'm just trying to do enough competent things that they don't yell at me because these guys are like pro and semi-pro players so it's like I, the things that i'm doing they just think i'm stupid because i'm so much worse than them you know so i'm just trying to 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 be the bare minimum of competent and it's not a great feeling uh but you know when i play like a 7k or 6k average game like i can stomp through some games and feel really good so and isn't that why you play the game to feel good to have fun.
0: I think the, uh, therapist in me just wants to acknowledge that like, uh, anxiety is real. And if you are feeling anxious, you should like treat it seriously. And maybe that's bulldozing through it. Maybe that's trying to sit down with yourself and understand like what about it is giving you, you know, um, the, 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 those feelings maybe it's dota in the first place maybe it's healthier to not play maybe maybe it's relation to other life events maybe there's a bunch of other things right so i i would just be like hey uh you know try and play games to have fun yeah and if you're not having fun grinding ladder on dota maybe play with friends maybe play some ag or maybe load up a game on your switch um because you know they th- think of things holistically
1: um. I will say that um, so, so somebody in chat asked that uh, like what if you are part of the like what if you are an elite group what if you are like one of those guys who is a pro or semi pro uh, or what if you're just trying to go pro uh, and I guess I don't I like I can sympathize a little bit but I don't have a ton of sympathy because ultimately I was that person right mm-hmm. like I, I was somebody who tried to go pro uh, I played competitively in Dota 1 in Heroes of New Earth and Dota 2, right? So there was, like, different... All three games I, I played at a pretty high level but was never close to anywhere near the top, right? Um, but I, I did try and, I, like, I enjoyed scrimming and I enjoyed being on a team and, and, and I did those sort of things. Um, you know, like, I, I can still reference the fact that I played with Monkeys Forever as a stand-in because uh, they they needed somebody for like the rest of the tournament, uh, or like it was like a period of like two or three months. I played with Root Gaming, and we played a, a game against the old Fnatic with like Trixie and No Tail and them, and we played a, a Pudge Beastmaster Chen lineup where you could do the fountain hooking, uh, and we did that to Fnatic, and I think they hated us. I think I I actually asked No-Tail what's about that. He's like, do you remember that game? And he's like, oh, yeah, fuck you guys. (laughs) Because I remember at one point in time, they were inside of their base because they were scared to come out because the fountain hook was just such a powerful tool, Um, right? But, like, so I tried to go pro, but ultimately I realized at some point in time, like, I did not perform to the level uh, that I needed to in order to play professionally, and i recognize that about myself and like some people maybe they they, that is something they can recognize and and get over ultimately i decided that i just could never be a pro player in that regard and i gave up on that dream and instead i became a commentator and things are great you know so um it's not the worst thing in the world for things not to work out the way you want them to um there's always other avenues so if you just are going, you, you hit a wall and you can't actually like, you find that you would get performance anxiety or something like that. Maybe it's just, um, maybe maybe you're just not the kind of person to be a professional Dota 2 player or whatever it is. You know,
0: Which I don't, I don't get stage
1: fright or anything. I, I don't get stage fright or performance anxiety when I cast, you know? I, I feel like I do a great job in the clutch moments there. So obviously I can do something under pressure. It just seems like Dota, isn't it?
0: I never got anxiety either playing competitive sports or being on camera, uh, which makes me more Mm. interesting to wonder, like, why I got it so bad playing StarCraft. And it's probably Mm. because I was like, guys, I'm going to go to MLG and I'm going to fucking make it to pools and I'm going to, like, go destroy (laughs) cats and huck. Like, that's probably because, like, even if I wasn't, true to myself like the about, about that belief i might have thought that was the case um and i mm-hmm. think that it might have been easier for me to not have that same anxiety with dota once i thought about it and like acted on it more because i've never once envisioned myself as someone who could be like a competitive dota player um yeah that doesn't mean that i didn't want to be competitive in the sense of having high MMR, like being better than ever, people competing in collegiate leagues and like doing well. Like, that was all important to me. I wanted to play, but I knew that I was never going to be no tail pretty quickly. Yeah. Nor did I want to be either. I think part of me wanted to compete in StarCraft, but I've never wanted to be like, dude, Dota outside of collegiate stuff.
1: I will say anybody who who cares that much about their MMR, I highly suggest that they play on in some like amateur leagues, Um, you know, like the the Reddit uh, Dota League, or there's other amateur leagues, there's collegiate leagues for Dota and stuff like that, because it is like a very rewarding experience. Um, And it also will probably give you some context of like the difference between any kind of official match and like your ranked games. Um, Because there are a lot bigger stakes for your official match, Um, even if it's just like a couple hundred bucks or whatever. It's a lot different when you're playing on a team and you like don't want to disappoint the people that you're playing with, or you want to beat the enemy team because you think they're dog shit. You know, it's like there's a lot of reasons for the
0: feeling of playing Dota for money is so different than the feeling of playing Dota because you just queued up and you're in your underwear and it's like 11 o'clock at night. it It is it is <laughs> yeah. so mentally different what it does to you when you're like, mm-hmm. oh shit, this is a competition. I got people that I want to beat and win because there's a prize. I got my teammates who are my friends most of the time who are relying on me to perform and in my case draft like, oh, oh. it's a really good high. It, it's a really good high that I would recommend yeah
1: no it's it's good and again i think it'll give you some some like better idea of context the greater context of things and i think it'll also give you a taste of whether or not you like can actually thrive in that environment or not give you things to work on so yeah that is our answer to the p puma what (laughs) p puma what
0: there we go. We did it. It's totally an acronym, it's an acronym yeah, for it. something. <laughs> Patreon. <It>. Patreon. <laughs> com slash side poll if you want to support the podcast. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, for hanging out with us. We'll be back next week, probably on time with another show. Uh, uh, maybe not streamed. Probably not streamed. Who knows about that one? Uh, and uh, Thanks, everybody on the stream who hung out with us. I'm convinced. So there's like a discrepancy I'm seeing between the number of people who claim to be here versus the number of people who are bothering to try and communicate with us right now. But like, you know. Not to call anybody out, but like, thanks for everybody who was, you know, talking to us, even if we weren't engaging back with you.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, and join join the Discord. Don't forget to join the Discord that we have. We actually talk to you guys. Uh, I I like talking to my Discord community quite a bit. Um, I, I I enjoy that a lot more than I expected to. So
0: I'm way more that. active in the side pull chat than I ever thought I would be. Uh, yeah. Because I I find it... It's like a nice little escape sometimes during the day. It's like, ooh, people want to talk about stuff. Yeah. I have an opinion.
1: People have interesting questions, and I've got opinions.
0: Yeah. All right. till next week. I did that because because someone gave the critique that like you know we should close out the show and like I and like I, I I just want them to know that like I, I I took I took that to heart I took that to heart. You didn't do the, the dead I didn't yeah. I, I I didn't do a dead drop but like I still think I that thought,
1: like I well I expected you to pull out like a guitar or a flute and you know like do the musical in, outro.
0: For um, us. Maybe next time I'll get a recorder but like you know I'm, I'm still I, I feel like just cutting off the show is honestly the better way to do it.